0: 20 drivers, maybe 22 tracks, over 1,000 laps, millions of viewers and one world champion. For the 70th time, the greatest motor racing spectacle on earth will travel around the world to determine the greatest driver in the world. Genius designs, amazing strategic calls, crashes and controversy. We'll have it all once more. So get ready as we begin again. It's It's lights lights out and away away we go. go. On the Sports Formula 1 2020 Preview Special. Welcome to the Sports Blitz, coming up today we preview the 2020 Formula 1 season as Lewis goes to 7, Mercedes go for 7 in a row and Gunther Stein tries not to fill his personal swear jar and we review pre-season testing and predict horribly how the season will go. And finally we've done it, we've survived the off-season, we've survived winter! Yay! Yay. Joining me today, two co-presenters to help me go through the Formula 1 2020 preview. Hello Javi. Hey i'm obviously here obviously
1: obviously Obviously. i've sure about that i've come out of hibernation for this yeah (laughs) nice hello josh hi there
0: Josh, off air, you said to me that Racing Point are going to take the Constructors' Championship. Do you think they're actually going to do that?
2: Oh, yeah, obviously Obviously. Um, Categorically, yes. With the pink Mercedes, the pink 2019 Mercedes, they obviously... I
0: I think you'll find there's only one team that's going to win the Constructors' this year. Say it with me now. Three, two, one. Virgin Racing. Virgin (laughs) Racing. (laughs) Caterham. Uh, ART. Um, Andrea Moda Racing. Manor. We can keep going. And Bretty, We're, we're going to stop now. <laughs> Frost. Anyway. <laughs> so. Audi.
1: That's Audi spelt with an L. Yeah. <laughs> it's going back to our first episode. Audi yeah.
0: F1. Hesketh racing. Flat, <laughs> yeah. Flat pack Formula One cars for the win. Sounds anyway.
1: Like
0: <laughs> A quick announcement. Our podcasts are now available on TuneIn. So that's another podcast provider for you. Another option for you if you want to listen to the Sports Blitz and it's particularly good if you have an Alexa smart speaker, just tell your Alexa to play the Sports Blitz and it should use tuning to get that podcast available for you. If you have Spotify, you can change your default preference on the Alexa app to allow you to play through Spotify as well. But default, it will go to tuning and now you'll be able to listen to the Sports Blitz via TuneIn. Let's go into our preview then. We're going to go around all the teams in order of the teams from top of the constructors to bottom from last year. And therefore, we're going to start with Mercedes. Their two drivers coming back for the 2020 season. Lewis Hamilton, who has 250 starts, 84 wins and six world titles. And Valtteri Bottas with 139 starts and seven wins. Let's go through pre-season testing then for Mercedes because it all went perfectly well. And of course, DAS.
1: Yep. Um, what can you say about Mercedes? That only issue was um, a little bit of reliability issues. Uh, had an electrical failure on day one. And then there was an oil pipe issue uh, in just on Thursday of week two. I've got it down. Um, however, you cannot deny Mercedes were the fastest by a country mile. Although there are some promising times from two other teams that we're going to talk about in a minute. Their main rivals from last season, Ferrari, were miles behind by yeah. the looks of it dual access steering um i wrote a lovely piece for noose about this explaining Absolutely. what it is is it safe uh and is it legal it's going to be banned from 2021 which i think just means nobody's going to bother trying to develop it unless they've got a budget the size of lawrence stroll's wallet mm-hmm. um which let's be honest means copy point f1 will be yeah. doing it unless they get given it by mercedes yeah
0: by the way noose.co.uk forward slash bought to read that article Thank you. A very good article indeed and we'll have an article going up. I think it'll be just after this podcast releases at 5 a.m. on Thursday Which we will be doing together yep. previewing Formula 1 season previewing all the teams in Formula 1 season I have had to stress to you. We do have a word limit. Do we? <laughs> yeah, because it we're not we're writing an article, not a book oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not anyway, a magazine um, yeah.
1: What can we say about the times? Uh, Bottas did the best time of the entire testing season. Uh, he hit the 1 minute 15s. The only car to do so. Um, Lewis, um, what can we say about what he did? I mean, he just he was consistent. Just yeah. consistently good. He didn't bother going for, you know, for headline times. because We all know he can do it. Yeah, he red flagged at one point, but I think that
0: was because of a mechanical his, that, that problem. That was an oil pipe yeah.
1: Um, yeah. issue. That causes gearbox just not to work.
0: Right, so... Focusing on Lewis Hamilton some more then and what he can expect for this season, obviously the key focus is going to be on his battle to match and overtake Schumacher. Mm. He's got 84 race wins to Schumacher's 91, six world titles to seven, 151 podiums to 155, and 216 top 10 finishes to 226. So is the aim, is that, is that all he's concerned about now?
1: He, I, he's not concerned with records. I I can safely say he might be in the back of his mind but he's approaching these records and he wants to be the best of all time yeah yeah, but he's determined on his individual success of going I'm, I'm setting out to win again this season he doesn't matter if it's the seventh or the eighth or the ninth he just wants to win mm. and keep winning because that's just his character yeah um interestingly, obviously his contract situation he's out of contract at the end of a season, sparking a lot of speculation that he might move to Ferrari. I seriously doubt that will happen.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help that Ferrari are going backward seemingly. And yeah. Mercedes
1: are consistently going yeah. forward and forward and forward.
2: Yeah. I just don't see the incentive for him to move. Like you say, okay, once he's equaled and then possibly surpassed uh, Schumacher's titles, then I suppose there's sort of a what next. I yes. guess, do you want to do that with the different sides? You know, potentially, but you're not, there's no, there doesn't seem to be any point. Yeah. Like you say, Mercedes are mm. moving forward uh ferrari don't see how he's going to challenge them. mercedes in a ferrari car i don't see how he's going to do that even though he's a fantastic driver so yeah a little bit weird where's the incentive
0: yeah absolutely and it's weird though because you say he's not really bothered about legacy so if he just wants to do it for the fun of it uh what about make more sense i think he's i think he's
1: bothered about his legacy but as in
0: like oh sorry records
1: yeah he wants he just wants to keep winning okay that's fine. just his character i mean there was uh back on his contract his there was an interview he did obviously i t- spoke about this a couple of episodes ago with martin brundle and toto wolf and they're basically mm. joking about it um but you know lewis always says i just do it behind closed doors he basically just says this is what i want this is what you want let's just sign it sign, yeah. sign the bottom line uh basically he's going to want more freedom in his contract to go pursue other things which seem to have kept his mind fresh because yeah. mm. he seemed to have a bit of a slump and then when he got into this yeah. tommy uh hilfiger thing it actually sparks a bit of his driving to go back up.
0: We see that quite a lot, don't we? We've seen it with LeBron James in basketball, like how moving to Los Angeles has revitalised his career because he can follow other interests as well. Yeah. Um, Which you can't do in Cleveland. But um, anyway, this is a Formula 1 No fun times in Cleveland again? No. Could be worse. Could be in Detroit. (laughs) This is a Formula 1 preview, honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... So what his expect his expectations will be to finish first.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um do we want to do driver by driver predictions of where we're gonna finish in the championship?
1: Oh, I could take forever, but I'd love to. i okay. I think Lewis will win Hamilton it. first. Yeah, I think he Probably will win so. the championship.
2: Is anything other than a sort of commanding win a massive failure for Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if absolutely. he doesn't win it it's a failure.
0: Yeah, indeed. Unless Mercedes hit Massive problems that we didn't yeah, notice, if, in which you can never say it's his fault. And like he finishes like fifth, and Bottas finishes tenth, for example, in the drivers' standings.
1: If reliability strikes, yeah, then there is absolutely. a problem.
0: Absolutely. Um, Bottas. Yeah, let's move on to Valtteri the Bottas then, because last year he had a really strong start, and we genuinely thought he could contend for the title, but didn't. Come it to slipped pass. away. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't having enough povage in the end.
1: Well, the interesting <laughs> thing about Bottas is he actually out. Pole, lewis hamilton i believe mm. I, did, I do believe he had a better qualifying record than lewis hamilton did when it came to pole positions in, wow. in actual you know who finished in front of the other hamilton i think almost wiped the floor with him but when it came to pole positions bottas had more yeah and he always seems to do quite well in australia sure. so and obviously did well in testing and it's like you know bottas is actually quite a good driver um but you know the case is will he do enough to um to, you know, keep his seat for 2021. That's that's going to be the story of 2020 for Valtteri Bottas. I think so. I, mean, I think you'd have
2: to say uh, George Russell is at some point being promoted. Uh, yeah. I don't know how, you know, in the immediate future we're talking there, but, you know, he's pushing, surely. Yeah. Valtteri Bottas has to be looking over his shoulder.
1: I think if Williams make a big, big effort to push up the pecking order this season... yeah, You see and- Valtteri going back. I don't see Valtteri going back just yet, but I think what could happen is if, if Williams go jump up the pecking order a bit and then still Russell was outperforming again the car that he's in. Because yeah, yeah. despite finishing nineteenth every time, he outperformed the car he was in. Which was yeah. which is a weird way of putting it, but he always finished like, you know, almost a lap ahead of Kibitza. Mm-hmm. Um so I could see Russell being swapped into that seat if Williams do better this season.
0: So, interestingly, you say that you could see Russell going up to Mercedes. What happens to Bottas, then, if
1: that does happen? Bottas is undoubtedly one of the best drivers on the grid. Yeah. I cannot... You know, he could end up back at Williams. You you could easily see that, him swapping with Russell directly, but I think that would just be lunacy. Like, he's too good a driver now for what that Williams team is now. When he was at Williams before, yeah, he was perfect. If so, a, oh, sorry. Sorry, if a new
0: team came into the sport. So, one of the predictions I saw, I think it was like on a catchy YouTube sort of like um, flash. I don't know what you call the images that they preview them with. Um, on the image to preview the YouTube video that it was on, had him. Here thumbnail. In a, yeah, thumbnail. That's there it. There
1: we go. So on, Somebody switched on. On here the flashy studio.
0: YouTube thumbnail that I, um, that I saw, it had Bottas in a Renault suit. Do we see him going to Renault?
1: that would take Danny Rick to leave
0: mm, not Ocon
1: Ocon signed on for two seasons.
0: What if they loan him and then release him?
1: I don't Didn't see that I don't see, I don't see that happening unless Ocon has an absolutely terrible season,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and or you know him and Ricardo just end up fighting the entire time, but I can imagine Ricardo then just leaving because he's out of contract,
0: yeah. Sure. Okay, so where do we think Bottas is going to finish this season? Because F1 magazine has him fifth.
1: I think Bottas will finish. The thing is, I, I could give you a range, but not a specific answer. I think he'll finish anywhere from second to fourth. Yeah, wow. I think. Mercedes could be so dominant. It, it could, it could judging
0: be... from what I've heard about Red Bull, I think Verstappen will finish above him. And he's going to finish third.
1: Yeah,
2: I could see that happening. It's uh, You see, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I just had fourth but the way Ferrari have sort of yeah, performed would um, in sort of pre- pre-season testing and let's be fair they're lagging well behind what they would expect mm. uh, as good as Leclerc is um, I-, I think maybe third I mean I think second's pushing it because I think Verstappen will come right out of the blocks this be, season it,
1: yeah but uh, I think third's a really good shout you could yeah. say actually uh, the main clash this season will be the battle for second, not the battle for first. Mm -hmm. Because as much as Verstappen is a great driver, we don't know if that Red Bull is really going to be up there at every Mm. track of Mercedes. If,
0: let's just say, Red Bull happened to have a car that was completely as fast in every way as the Mercedes, Mm. what happens between Verstappen and Hamilton?
1: It could be the fight of Hamilton's career.
0: Mm. Maybe alongside the Rosberg fight. 'Cause he did have of course the same equipment and he was a very good driver. Yeah,
1: that's very true. And in fairness, the massa battle yeah, for his yeah. first title was a big one. But um I think there's another you know it's another like saga, little you know, a little subplot of his career is when he's a lot older and this really fresh young driver who everybody tips as being the next Hamilton yeah. is there. Mm. What can he do? And I'm not gonna lie, every time you think Hamilton's up against the ropes. He just puts in, from 2018, that lap at Singapore to go on pole mm-hmm. and just smashes the lap record in a car which shouldn't be doing well at Singapore. And, you know, bot, uh, sorry, Toto Wolf, I remember hearing it, it would need the more expletives than were allowed here. It's just ridiculous. He just goes, what the hell was that lap? Yeah. Because yeah. It's, just, it's just that sort of thing. You'd never see it coming. And then Hamilton just goes, I'm just the best driver here. I will get everything out of my car. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's move on to Ferrari then. They're two drivers staying for the 2020 season. Charles Leclerc, 42 starts and two wins. And Sebastian Vettel, 240 starts, 53 wins and four world titles. And you'll notice I said Leclerc's name first. We'll move on to that later. Yeah. But, Harry, how did Ferrari do in pre-season testing?
1: Ferrari in pre-season testing, uh, I, it's summed up by one quote from Mattia Bonotto. Uh, yes, here it is. Mattia Bonotto, team principal of Ferrari, said he is less confident than at this stage last season.
2: Which always bodes well,
1: obviously. I mean, not going to lie. I mean, it's
0: fair to say that last season they were far, far, far overhyped, and it looked like they were going to be much faster than Mercedes. They
1: crashed and burned at the beginning of the season, but then came back into it the second half Mm. of the season. Um, Now, there is an element that there could be a lot of sandbagging going on, which Ferrari have never tried before, because they they might start copying uh, Mercedes' tricks from pre-season. However, when you see the car's On the grid that you know we are talking about the racing points that suddenly have been revived under lawrence and stroll's bank you know Mm. bank account um red bull finally finally finding some serious pace and mercedes just going yep we're still going to just keep improving yeah ferrari just looked like they might have slipped back a bit and Every pundit was saying "Mm, there's some serious issues here. There's a bit of question marks at the end of week two where they seem to be topping the timings a bit more. Sebastian Vettel actually pulled it out of the bag a few times. Yeah. However, you know, the experts, Will Buxton, Crofty, the lot of them were just going, they just look off the pace. Yeah. It's Red Bull, Mercedes. And, you know, they're going, there's midfield teams that could be competing with Ferrari at the beginning of the season. Mm. McLaren, uh, Renault, Racing Point, which... Williams, no. No, no, unfortunately not for Williams. Not yet. A
0: man can dream.
1: Yeah, it's sad, but I I think we'll see Williams come back up. But we'll get on to that. Yeah,
0: we'll get on to Um, that. So, you may have noticed, like I said, I said Leclerc before Vettel. Now, the way I've organised all of these is I put the first driver first on the uh, running order. So, this is the big question going into Ferrari this year. We saw last year that Leclerc outperformed Vettel. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of pundits were praising him a lot more than Vettel and it's going to be Leclerc's team going forward is it now Leclerc's team is he the first driver
1: officially no bernotto's come out and said no Vettel was still our first driver because i think there's a there's an element of they want Vettel to get a world championship
0: and done officially
1: unofficially if they try and tell Charles Leclerc to stay behind Vettel in Shanghai we're not going to be in Shanghai we'll talk
0: about this after the race yeah
1: yeah that's the thing if that tries to happen again it's not going to go well Mm -hmm. and he is going to have another Brazil where they start crashing into each other because Leclerc is unbelievably quick Mm. and Vettel is also unbelievably quick but that's
0: why he's in Formula 1
1: yeah unfortunately though Ferrari have a lot to handle and I was we said this quickly just before we were on air is that last season was the big question surrounding for is will Leclerc survive? Will, will he swim or will he drown in, amongst the pressure? He survived. He thrived. He, he overtook Vettel as the, be- the better driver there. Mm. This season is about will Vettel survive? It's yeah, quite simple for absolutely. me. Will he survive? Will he get another contract to go beyond 2020? Will he leave the sport after 2020, after years of misery? That's another question because they were talking about you know him retiring last season. Which is an interesting, you know, dynamic, but um, we'll see. Yeah, we're we're going to get onto you know the transfer circus a bit later. I think.
0: It's still weird to say that the last few years have been misery, as much as it's probably correct. And he'd say it's been misery. Mm. He's not been doing horribly over that time, especially considering what Ferrari have had. I think he's been, but he hasn't been unlike what you could have maybe argued with Red Bull, especially when you compare him to Mark Webber. Overperforming, especially when he first came into the sport with Toro Rosso and BMW Sauber. Yeah, but actually, he, he, he didn't did do that, great yeah. for BMW Sauber.
1: Well, the, the interesting thing is is that at points during his career, Vettel has had a an underdriver. We'll call it yeah. a second, a teammate that will compete with him on the odd occasion, but most of the time is not up to the same standard as a sure. driver as him. Yeah, yeah. Mark Webber, excellent teammate to have because he was a great team player. He's actually a driver you want in your team. He was a great team
0: player, unlike Vettel.
1: Yes. Yeah. What was it? Multi-21, Seb. Multi-21, Seb. Anyway.
0: On, I've never seen an angrier podium than him, <gasps> Webber and Christian Horner, all stood on the podium at Malaysia. That, that
1: was, yeah, unbelievable. I, I, I
0: remember saying at the time, if I was Christian Horner back then, I would have gone up to him and gone, very publicly, with a camera, make sure a camera was pointing at me, I'm going to kill you after this. I'm
1: going to give you an absolute barking. Yeah.
0: Not actually, literally killed, by the way. I'm not suggesting Christian
1: Horner's a murderer. He seems nice, based on Drive to Survive. Anyway. Um, I mean, and then at Ferrari, um, Vettel had Raikkonen, who for a little while kept up with him, but there's no way of putting it. Vettel just outdrove Raikkonen. He wasn't there
0: to be a challenger either. No,
1: he was there just to serve, you know, um, Ferrari's will. And just, you know, put a car in the way of Hamilton, which never really worked.
0: I have no clue why but, he went back, to be honest. Uh, except for money.
1: Well, he was doing very well with Lotus.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why Ferrari signed him back. Yeah. That doesn't explain why he accepted to go back.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. He was probably the only way he'd get close to the front.
0: Yeah, but if you trust all of the, um, we'll say, theories online as to his first departure from Ferrari oh uh, yeah it yeah. wouldn't be the sort of thing you'd forgive and forget very easily
1: maybe a few ice creams were brought to the table you know just give me here's an ice cream ah, i sign. <laughs> <laughs> um no, no it's not ah, i sign this well, I, guess I, sign I guess i sign. i guess um, i sign. i can't
0: wait for his autobiography it's just gonna be um i did some nice thing. It was yeah, okay. it's, it's going to be a I biography a not an autobiography be it'll honest. be a leaflet <laughs> if it's an autobiography <laughs> yeah. what are you on
2: about he's the most expressive oh wait <laughs> no
1: um, so yeah now he's got Leclerc Leclerc is not a driver he's going to sit behind Vettel for no. his entire career and just go oh yeah I'll let Vettel win even if I'm know, just happy to be here yeah because he's not he is there to win yeah mm. no, nothing
0: about the we will talk about this after Is a I'm happy to be here sort of person
1: mm. I mean it's the, the classic case is Prost and Senna at the same yeah. team. Yeah, It's it. It is why, on Drive to Survive, Prost spoke about teammates as being the worst of enemies, because he had the foulest of relationships with his teammate, and that just dominates every decision about teammates from then on. Because yeah. you know, there's always been talk. Can you have two alpha drivers at the same team, especially at the front of the pack? I mean, no. To be honest, yeah. with you. it doesn't work. No. The reason why Hamilton's been so successful, he's just outperformed his teammate every time, bar Rosberg. And then, uh, you know, with Red Bull, Vettel and Weber. Yeah. It's uh, easy to outperform your teammate, by the
0: way, when it's taking and
1: Schumacher and
0: Barrichello. Yeah. It's, it, you know... He let Michael Fo for the championship. What, did what do you, you think about
2: uh, rosberg Hansen? Because there was a point where that threatened to really become quite
1: dead.
0: Well, it right, it
1: mean, it, It's the reason Rosberg retired. Yeah. He couldn't stand it anymore. He wanted to win, but knew... I think deep down he knew he couldn't beat... Hamilton for a sustained period for that long because he knew Hamilton would come back and wipe the floor I think as soon
0: as he stood there Abu Dhabi realised he was a world champion he also realised this is the mountaintop Mm -hmm. it's only downhill from here I just like I can't be bothered to do a downhill thing so I'm just going to leave pursue other interests that's ah, a strength it's a good for him he's living his best life i
2: mean he likes his heineken commercials
1: doesn't he so, he does absolutely well he's not drinking i, I love he's him thriving.
0: on him. Um, yeah i love him on when he does sky sports f1 he's brilliant
1: he's very good mm-hmm. but he's always critical of hamilton he's always like i got insights into hamilton that you don't know and i'm like you do he also wiped the floor of you think, every yeah. season bar one yeah so um you just sound a bit here mate you know yeah you're mm. also meant to be very close friends now that relationship is completely soured. It's ridiculous. And he just keeps stirring the pot, which I think is a bit unfair. Yeah, so does it does it get better for Vettel? Uh, I think Vettel's going to come back hard, and he's going to try and race Leclerc into the ground. I, I think credit to Vettel, that's in his character. However, it's just a case of, is Leclerc that good? And mm. I think he is. Mm-hmm. And actually, Vettel's going to have a really tough time if he's going to try and outrace Leclerc yeah
2: yeah no i'd agree with that and i do think it's it's gonna sound weird to say but bear with me i think (laughs) leclerc is slightly underestimated by his peers yeah um i think people don't quite realize just how good a driver he is it's Mm. the point where like you said i think that he'll come back strong but you know i think
1: leclerc has got it in him to Mm. you know just pull ahead yeah and unless Vettel ends up being being given this unfortunately my prediction when it comes Mm. to his transfer is for 2021, unless a German team comes in and says we want Vettel as our star driver, Leclerc will drive Vettel into retirement. He will not go to a, a, a team down the pecking order. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll be driven out of sport. That's quite accurate, yeah.
0: Right, so qu- very quickly then, predictions on where we think uh, Vettel yeah. and Leclerc will um, finish. Because uh, since I said Bottas, we said
1: i want Bottas to say Leclerc third?
0: fourth, Vettel fifth.
1: fifth. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Albon. Oh, I can't really do this out of context of album because I think Albon's going to have an interesting season actually. Yeah. He's a very good driver. Um Oh dear. I Albon will get 6th, so Vettel will get 5th. So I'm going to go Leclerc gets 4th. Vettel will get 5th.
0: Okay, let's move on to Red Bull. Their two drivers also staying from at least the middle of last year. Max Verstappen comes into this season with 102 starts and 8 wins. And Alex Albon comes in, surprisingly, with 21 starts. Because that's how many races there were last year. Really? Anyway. <laughs> yes, really. Okay. ASMR. Anyway, Harvey, tell us about pre-season testing for Red Bull.
1: Yeah, so Red Bull had uh, one of the more standout performances at pre-season testing. I'd say they looked like the second strongest team on the grid but didn't actually top the timesheets at any point. Um, And it's interesting, they may fall behind Ferrari because Ferrari looks so good in the second week. But uh, I I think Honda have pulled it out of the bag. they got a stronger power unit. um, And they always seem to have the best chassis on the grid, give or take, with Mercedes. Um, So I think it's going to be an interesting one to follow, how well they do. I have actually put... But Red Bull probably have one of the most intriguing driver line-ups on the grid. As an yeah. in interesting to follow, interesting to see how it works sure. out. Um, and, you know, obviously we'll be all looking out for Christian Horner's team. Enter Christian Horner whining about the double diffuser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was all the
0: double diffuser. I tell you what, I love him from Drive to Survive. I think he's a, he's one of the star performers. I think I've, already said, I've said this already.
1: Yeah, he's always really honest and frank yeah. with the cameras. I love the bit when it's... um. Where Jerry Horn is like, so who's your favourite driver then? Yeah. Christian. He's like, <laughs> you can see all ten, the cogs ten turning. Ten seconds later, this, he goes, "Whoever's winning for us."
0: This is a man <laughs> who's very aware that a Netflix crew are in his kitchen recording yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically like, I want to say Max because Max always wins for us. But to be honest, Who was one I'm of his r-
0: kids said Vettel. <laughs> and
1: that was fair enough. But he was like, "Oh all, yeah, yeah." Then he was like, it "No, is. that's fine because Seb is Seb, more so many yeah. of them." But um. It's, it, you I can think just, another one said Ricardo as well. Yeah. I can, uh, but then he just like, <laughs> in the naughty corner later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was still annoyed. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. still annoyed about that. Yeah. Um, but it was it's nice actually seeing Christian in there because he's, he's, he's very good in it. And you can just tell he's an utter savage when it comes to dropping drivers. He's just yeah. as bad as Helmut Marco. Absolutely. Um, it was when he's basically going, actually, we have four cockpits in F1 we have four drivers attached to the same company's contract. You know, these, these drivers are not contracted with when it was Toro Rosso, now AlphaTauri. They're mm. contracted to Red Bull yeah. and tell them to drive in those seats so they could just, you know, switch them around as much as they like. So,
0: we'll start then with Max Verstappen, yeah. who is, for me, the biggest challenger to Hamilton at the moment Definitely. for the Drivers' yep. World Championship.
1: Yeah, that can be a Not a
0: massive, massive challenger at the moment, but he is the closest... Which really says how much how much of the um, field is just
1: not quite there. It's bunching up though.
0: But Mercedes are still all the Yeah, way over if there.
1: Mercedes have pulled it out of the bag with dual access steering and other developments they've had over the, the you know, the postseason, pre season, yeah. they might have even stretched the gap again, which just means it's just a case of of Dominance, yeah. yeah. Um Verstappen, he's signed an extended contract to twenty twenty three, which came as a surprise. Some people were saying he could be in a Mercedes seat before we know it um that's obviously not the case he's got faith in honda faith in red bull um i mean why not at the moment yeah they it's seem working. to be you know on on the climb back up to the yeah. top um yeah. i think it's quite simple his target will be to challenge Hamilton for the title oh yeah it might not be to win it but it'll be to challenge him um and i think that's christian horner's prediction yeah his sorry his target will be to challenge for the title,
2: uh, absolutely, I, I agree with you there. I think when people talk about a three-way race between Leclerc, uh, Verstappen, and Hamilton, I don't see Leclerc with that particular Ferrari being as sort of consistently competitive over yeah, the season absolutely. as Verstappen.
1: And Leclerc is sometimes a bit of a nice driver. I'm yeah. not saying he doesn't get his elbows out, but Verstappen is a bully on track. Absolutely. Plus, uh, yeah, Verstappen
2: uh, is sort of better in the wets, I think, um, or can yes. be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Very much so. But also with um, sort of with Leclerc. I don't. I just don't feel like he can be quite as aggressively competitive as as Verstappen can. And yeah. also uh, the stability with uh, the driver situation, I think, is better for
1: Verstappen. Yeah, um, and actually, there's one other point. Is actually, I think Verstappen has the better team behind him. They'll get mm. the right calls on strategy, and they do the better pit stops. World record mm. holders consistently. Their strategy seems to be normally very good. Ferrari, on yeah. the other hand, it's always been a bit of a letdown very uh, very often they you know been caught slacking uh and made the wrong calls and mercedes to dominate them as a result i mean the only difference being is Verstappen in hungary was given a good strategy that could have led him to win however mercedes just pulled it out of the bag by just challenging them with a different strategy and it just favored lewis's style of driving you know it's hammer time lewis mm-hmm. as bono would say um and uh Pete Bonnington, that's Lewis Hamilton's uh, chief race engineer. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, much do you think this uh, Honda engine is going to factor in? Because I've I really feel good about that. That's this season. Yeah, Honda. Yeah, I do. Honda's actually the interesting ones that they obviously now got two teams, both is using it, it. Second Is it season. safe
0: to say they're not GP two? GP two. They it's are York. not
1: a GP two engine anymore. Um. Do you know?
0: Do you know what that is? for them Alonso watching Red Bull do very well. Do you know what that is for him? Gamma.
1: Garma. It is gamma. Um. I think Honda will challenge the Ferrari engine for sure. this Yeah, Um, absolutely. I don't know whether they're going to be as powerful, but, you know, with a good chassis, as Adrian Newey always designs for Red Bull. Mm.
0: This is, my worry is that this car does look a bit too much like the 2003 McLaren. That was a very big failure.
1: Yes, but then wouldn't they have fared very poorly at pre-season testing? We'd all be going, "Oh my goodness, they have slipped behind." Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: McLaren's 2003 car didn't even get to pre-season testing. Lovely, so, you know. Yeah, I think they ran it like twice in a practice session, and um, uh, Alex Verts, that was it. Like refused to drive. Said, "I'm not driving it. It's a. It's gonna kill me."
1: Yeah. Alex Virts is now actually commentating for the F2 championship.
0: Nice. Nice. Anyway, there are two drives in a team as much as Red Bull can sometimes forget that, and. Their other driver this year, Alex Albon, one of the better stories in the 2019 Formula 1 season. A yeah. man who didn't think he had a drive before the year began at all anywhere. Yep. And then obviously landed in Toro Rosso, as they were back then, and getting promoted to Red Bull and doing very well in the second half of the season. Nearly getting a podium, if it wasn't for um, Lewis. from Hamilton. Yeah. Um, as, as he took with dignity, as we saw in the office battle for the key of the year, which if you haven't seen again, do watch it. Yeah. So... How does Albon, A, stack up to Verstappen, and B, stack up to the rest of the top six?
1: I think Albon just needs to bide his time. There's no, yeah, expect- there is no expectation of him I mean, to it's be... He's got to
0: outperform Gasly from last year. Yeah. Uh, he's got uh, to regularly finish in the top six.
1: He needs to do that, but he's he's got the ability to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we will see Albon actually racing the Ferraris a bit more. I think there will also be times at certain tracks where... Albon will be racing the top of the midfield you know uh, a Carlos Sainz from last season sure where you know the battle for sixth could actually be you know it it could be a a midfield driver um, up there with obviously Racing Point and McLaren and Renault all looking very strong Um, but Albon just needs to know that Verstappen is an unbelievable driver there is no expectation for Albon in his first full season as a Red Bull driver to be challenging Verstappen at every opportunity because it's not going to happen he shouldn't expect that. He can try, but he shouldn't expect that. And unfortunately, as we saw in Drive to Survive, that was sort of a demise of Pierre Gasly was his expectation that he's just going to drive as well as Verstappen instantly. Yeah.
0: Um, well, like I said, he got into his own head.
1: Yeah. So, Albon is going to be an interesting to one, one to watch because I think he will get a few podiums here and there. And we're going to be going, yeah, he's a good driver. He might even outdo Verstappen at certain races where, you know, Verstappen has a slip, you know, his. Uh, qualifying yeah. time wasn't good enough or he crashes a couple of times and has a, a an engine penalty or something yeah. because uh verstappen does crash in practices quite a bit because he just pushes to the limit
0: yeah uh, sorry by the way if you can keep hearing that noise in that back in the um, background i keep um keep fiddling with this uh, magazine i'm going with the new formula one magazine it fact. does look very good and yeah i keep accidentally making magazine noise as i'm going to call <laughs> it Anyway, so what are our predictions then for Red Bull this season? I'll start. I think Verstappen is going to finish second and Albon is going to finish sixth. Uh,
2: Yeah, sure. So I think um, that fight for second is a lot more interesting than the fight for first. Um, Bottas and Verstappen, I think, can be right up there. I just think Verstappen's a bit more naturally talented and, I mean, Mercedes is the better car, but you just really can't go against what Verstappen has. So I'm going to say a second, but a slim second. And for Albon, um yeah, six. I think he will keep pace with uh, the top six, uh,
1: just about despite the challenges for midfield. Uh Verstappen I think for a range I'm gonna go second to third because he'll be fighting with uh, a Botas Lakeless sort of bat off a second. I think he will tip Botas, come second. Mm-hmm. Um Albon's the interesting one because I think we could see Ferrari all over the place, Albon not being quite Verstappen, and then any midfield teams but jump the pack a bit. So I'm gonna go with sixth for Albon, but he could finish anywhere from—I'm not even say from fourth for Ferrari had that yeah. rubbish, all the way down to seventh, and it's yeah. uh, that's could be interesting. That's the that's the one to
0: watch out for. Okay, let's move on to the heavily anticipated midfield battle. I'm going to start with a team that finished fourth last year, McLaren. They keep their same two drivers coming into this season. Carlos Sainz with 102 starts to his name and Lando Norris with 21
1: starts to his name. Harvey, how did they fare in pre-season testing? Yeah, McLaren had what can only be described as a very quiet testing. Now, very quiet for a lot of people would mean they've gone under the radar, they've just done nothing special. But in comparison to uh, you know the past few seasons, that's good news. Because they've had an immense amount of breakdowns. You know, the GP2 engine. GP2. And uh, issues with a very poor performing Renault engine. Um, so for them to have a quiet, quiet testing is very, very good news. Their timings put them roughly at the top of the midfield with, uh, we're going to say, Racing Point and Renault um, looking also very strong. So McLaren have a lot to be excited about. And they, I think they've got the most exciting driver lineup on the grid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's go into them drivers then. Carlos Sainz, who came over from Renault last year, obviously. How do we... He finished sixth last year. It seems like there's going to be a much bigger challenge for him to retain sixth, not only from Racing Point, but because the second driver, Red Bull, not being Pierre Gasly, this yeah. year being Alexander and, Albon. you know, they're not being two drivers
1: Yeah, for Red Bull. It being hopefully for album's sake one throughout the year so Mm. um science has a challenge on his hands um not just from those drivers but also i think from within his team yeah what do we have to
0: expect though for science this year because obviously finishing for example seventh would be a step back but considering everything around the sport everything around McLaren, would it actually be a negative for him to to finish lower than he did last year No,
1: no it wouldn't be i would say He overachieved last season, but that was due to circumstances. We said, you know, two drivers of Red Bull in the same seat, um, one of whom who just crashed and burned, quite literally. So Science's target should be seventh. His challenges for that will be Albon, um, Perez, Ricardo Ocon, Norris, I'm going to say, those drivers, um, maybe even Lance Stroll. I don't know how he's going to do. But, you know, that seventh spot is going to be one of the most tight ones. I reckon on the entire grid. Yeah, absolutely. 2nd and 7th, let's say, will be yeah. contested heavily. Um obviously he's out of contract uh for 20 after 2020, but uh there is already news that they are negotiating a new deal for him beyond 2020. Um where he could go if he doesn't go stay at McLaren, I think Ferrari might come calling to be honest to yeah, see that. Um he is potentially the next Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Um, um, you can see him winning the
0: world championship quite easily if given the correct car.
1: Yeah. Given the correct car, given the fact that he races like he can do, potentially. Is he as good as Leclerc and Verstappen? But only, only time will tell. Hmm. However, this is something, obviously, um, Zach Brown, the chief executive director of uh, McLaren, says he's only 23, Carlos signs, but he's had five years. Are you it sure didn't... it says 25 in here? Oh, is he 25? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Uh, but he's had... That's quite young for a driver. Oh, yeah, obviously. And he's had five years already in the sport, mm. which is makes him one of the more experienced drivers yeah, in the sport. Yeah, one two starts. So, um, only good things can be said about Carlos yeah. Sainz. Red
0: Bull must be kicking themselves right now. All of this controversy they had with the second
1: driver last year, and they got rid of Carlos Sainz. However, Sainz and Verstappen have a bit of a sour relationship, yeah. based on their Toro Russell is. So, maybe they escaped escape there, you know, yeah, another, another sort of bust up in there. And
0: again, we've already said, do you really want two alpha drivers?
1: Yeah. So well,
0: there, there are two teams who have two alphas: Alpha Tavi and Alpha <laughs> romeo that Both might, have two alphas. That might be the worst pun I've ever heard <laughs> in and my s- life. There's
2: competition for him. That's, yeah, that, yeah, that's
0: something I want for for um, for the record. Let's move on to Lando Norris, and an incredibly impressive first season, sure. arguably the rookie of the year. I mean, there's was only three of them anyway. But yeah, yeah. What what do we expect from him? What do we want from him going into his second year in Formula One?
2: Do you re- think he can push, really push, signs for seventh? I mean, I think he yes. can challenge him. Yeah, yes, absolutely, yeah, definitely. I think he's got the talent to do it, certainly. And obviously, you know, if the car can can hold up, I see no reason why not. I think it's more difficult than sort of the same time last year. Like you say, the conditions have changed. I think that sort of uh, the top and going into the top of midfield is a lot more competitive, but. Um, I think he's certainly talented enough to do it. So if the car holds up, I think, you know, he could really, really push. Yeah. Yeah,
1: agreed. I mean, Norris actually doesn't have to worry much about his contract situation. He's on a multi-year deal. He signed before the British Grand Prix. He already got signed up for a new deal, which was, you know, credit to McLaren for doing that. Um, His pace last season meant he out-qualified 11 to 10, Carlos Sainz, which is a massive achievement. Yeah. What do
0: we make of what F one magazine says? I swear we're not being paid by them, though. If you do want to pay me, my um email can be fat now. I'll give you my bank account details, F one, if you want to um want to give me some money. But yeah, F one magazine says that his problem was the start and his inexperience and he'd be a bit too friendly or cautious on the start and would lose place through there and that's sort of what cost him in his yeah. battle to Fight with signs for sixth place.
1: There are aggressive drivers in that midfield. All of them are—they're not nice. Magnussen, Ocon, Renner, uh, Ricardo, sorry, signs all and Perez as well. All aggressive drivers. Uh, Lance Stroll normally picks up more places than any other driver at the start of a Grand Prix mm. on the first lap because uh, well, he's always terrible in qualifying at the moment, and then he just overtakes everybody, which yeah. is quite fun. Um, but Norris. <sighs> He has the ability to put a car in a good position from the qualifying. What he needs to do is basically not break down on the final lap like he did in Spa. Yeah. And he also had another moment where he... Oh, yes, in France, where he was, you know, king of the midfield, and then just his car broke. Oh, yeah.
0: In all fairness, I don't know how much Lando Norris could have done about that unless he got out the car whilst it was moving and repaired it
1: himself. Or pushed it. Or pushed it. Um, Which... It's um, it's just very unfortunate for him. He, he obviously has the ability. He definitely yeah, does. And McLaren, uh, I think they've got a good car. Their timing's were good at pre-season. Um, and the team seems to be just in a good place. Yeah. Even, um, we all talk about, you know, is the bromance going to last? It, it
0: feels like, yeah, yeah. It feels like the turbulence is very much over for McLaren. And it, they can sort of sit back and not relax now. But, you know, they can take it easier than they have been. In the last few years, and when I say easy, I mean we don't need to. We're not in this constant bitter state of arguing with each other and sure. all that. Not ah mm. oh,
1: wow, well, that's our job done. Roll out the championships. Yeah, I mean, but it's gonna be interesting because the days ahead. Last year of the Renault engine form uh, McLaren before they go back to McLaren and Mercedes, um which is a dynamic we just love to see. We love absolutely. That. Um, I would just be. Just sounds better as well, McLaren Mercedes yeah. than McLaren Renault. McLaren's downfall will be will will they put all their eggs in their baskets for this season or next season? How will they allocate resources? Judging by how they've done recently, I think
0: they're smarter than to pour their b- eggs into this season.
1: Yeah, um, and also it's just a case of how good that Renault engine will be. Yeah. Will it be able to compete with Honda? We don't Unlikely. know. Will it be able to compete with? you know, the other midfield teams with Ferrari engines, Mercedes engines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, where, that's where McLaren could be let down. The drivers won't let them down the engine or the car.
0: Okay, might. time to predict how McLaren will do, and I think this is the first of the really challenging predictions because, as we said, that midfield is tight Very, this yeah. year. Very tight. So, Carlos Sainz, I'm going to say seventh. I think he's going to do it. I think he's the best driver in my midfield at the moment with the best car, comparatively. I'm gonna say eighth, eighth. Yeah,
2: I think eighth is a good shout. I think there's a obviously the range comes into it here just because it's so tight. Anywhere yeah, from seventh to ninth for me. Yeah, uh, but uh, um, more likely somewhere like eighth or seventh. Lando
1: novice. I am going to go. It's one of two places. I'm going to finish there or there because I think his range is anywhere from eighth to eleventh. I'm going to go ninth. I'm going to join you in saying ninth. That's oh, that's optimistic because I don't know how good Renault are going to be. Yeah.
2: I'm just, yeah, a little bit skeptical of the Renault engine. I'm going to say 10th, but that's that's not, um, I hope I'm wrong because I really like him as a driver. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my gut just and says, fun he'll... crew that's coming through. <laughs> just uh, gut says very slightly being picked to the post for 9th there, so I'm going to say 10th.
0: Okay, let's move on to Renault then, who finished 5th last year in Reconstructors. Very disappointing for them, as they'll tell you. There are two drivers. Daniel Ricciardo comes in with 171 starts and seven wins. And his new teammate, Esteban Ocon, with 50 starts in Formula 1 back for Force India back in the day. Back in the day of like
1: two years and ago. And Racing Point, because obviously he actually oversaw the, tra- the no, uh, changeup. Oh, yeah. Just. Think, yeah, because um, yeah, it was the first, the first Racing Point Grand Prix where he put it on third sure. at, uh, during qualifying at Spa. Yeah. Exciting times for... Um, so, pre-season testing. Yeah, so Renault came out in a very bold testing livery, which I think we're all disappointed about. They're not running this season. A striking black livery. Um, uh, bold's a bit of a push. Nice. It, it, it is nice, but it's
0: not bold. It, it is just black. Like Nobody's ever seen me walking around campus going, who he's dressed bold and his all black. Have they like not? I am currently. I'm disappointed. I am people. very shocked I, that I, have yeah. not.
1: Anyway, uh, Renault were high on the timesheet in week one. However, in context of a strong midfield especially with the obvious strength of Bracing racing point of McLaren. Renault will not be overconfident with their testing uh, performance, I think. Um, they've got also arguably one of the more exciting driver lineups. They've got two alpha drivers, two very alpha drivers, and Daniel Ricciardo, who is the latest of the latest of the latest of breakers, um, and Esteban Ocon, who is not going to be a pushover. He's back and he wants to stay. Mm-hmm. He's not going anywhere this time. So... Um, Telling Ocon to sit behind someone, he might do for a little bit out of courtesy for the fact he's new to the team. Yeah. And then he's just going to go, no. Yeah, <laughs> I am racing. I'm
0: expecting it to be my team.
1: Well, I don't think you can expect it to be his team, but he's going to expect equal equal rights. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think him and, and uh, Ricardo are going to boil over. That, it's possible.
0: That was the thing, apparently. Oh, I forgot he did um, Ocon Mace for Manor as well. But. Um, He's always seemed to me, and I could be wrong, and my opinion on him seems to change on a daily basis, that he has been arrogant, like not arrogant in the sense where you normally see in an F1 driver, but more arrogant than that. But then other times I'm like, no, he's completely justified in his thinking, and it's everyone else who's a problem at Racing Point. Yeah. And I... so I, I still, do, I, I think this season's going to make me finally decide what I actually think the rest of Esteban Ocon. But I've, I've always been in like them, two states of mind, flipping back and forth. I think
1: for me, Ocon is just very quick.
0: Oh, he is. A, he's exceptionally talented. And
1: he's never been able to be given that chance just to go, look at me. I am quick. Let me race. That's true. Because he had Perez no. around. Especially when he was at Manor. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> when he was at uh, Force, Indira- Force India that, and Racing Point, it's impossible to do because Perez is justifiably one of the better drivers on the grid, consistently, consistently doing well and um ocon is just a a bit of a maverick he just he puts in some quick times um and that's why it boiled over and him and ricardo are probably quite similar drivers in that they might have some quieter races and they'll also have some races where they're just going to be very quick
2: what do you think uh, regarding the Ricardo situation? Obviously, is he coming to the last sort of bits of his contracts? He and, is. Yeah. Uh, you know, flattering his is slightly at Ferrari, I think it's fair to say. So, where, where, if you're Ricardo, where do you go from
0: here? Ricardo. I'd love to see him in a in a big team.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a chance he could end up in Ferrari as well, yeah. um, or another team that joins the sport. We we just don't know who's going to be joining the sport next season. Um, so. Yeah, it's another case of is a driver going to get pushed out of a team by another driver? Um, I think things will be very, um, hmm, I don't know what to say, interesting because these drivers could really work each other up the wrong way Um, and they will be driving each other. But also at the same time, they both seem like they do have senses of humour yeah, and they might just be able to keep it together. I do think Mm. it's one of
2: those situations where if you weren't, you didn't have those sort of characters like Ricardo; it would boil over a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, but just the context of it, I don't see how it it sort of doesn't at least get sort of aggy. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, I just reading through the um, magazine again, and I I do like VM. Um, You're getting arguably... paid. You are definitely getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Where's my card? And remember, if you want Where to, where's my card? If you want to, back... Buy... now I'm joking. I do like the line: Ocon is no shrinking violet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for understatement of the decade. Yes. is Ocon is no shrinking violet. So does Ocon present a much bigger challenge for Ricardo this year?
1: I think Ocon will challenge him. However, uh, as we'll get onto my predictions later, um, I think Ricardo's racecraft and experience will pay off this season. Yeah. this season individually.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's answer my prediction straight away. Then I am going to say Ricardo is going to finish tenth, and Ocon is going to finish eleventh because i'm still not sure
1: i am gonna go ricardo
0: 10th but ocon 12th ocon 12th okay okay uh
2: ricardo uh ninth and it's quite optimistic um but um i think like i say his experience could really pay off although none of these when you get into this midfield are, are by any sort of stretch uh certainly and uh yeah uh
0: 11th for ocon okay, let's go on to alpha talvi, which according um to this is one word which I didn't know they've printed <laughs> out one word it's twice alpha Sp- Tauri. Specifics. yeah yeah anyway. But Alpha oh, Talvi coming to this season with the same drivers Toro Rosso had last year, and the same principal, and the same factory. And uh, you'd honestly think they're the same team. Yeah. Who would have known? Anyway, they're two drivers then. Daniel Kvyat with 93 starts, and Pierre Gasly with 47 starts.
1: Yeah, so both drivers, I believe, are out of contract at the end of the season. That's sure. simply because Red Bull and... Alfateari basically just do one year contracts and then just say you're here, you're there, yeah. or you're not. In you know, the squad. you know, what they
0: say Red Bull gives you one year contracts. <laughs>
1: yeah, they do say that actually. I think Kvyat was unlucky to be so quickly overlooked for the Red Bull seat. Yeah, but I think there was a serious point of you've had your chance, mate.
0: It, I think it, it didn't really. A, he was impressive in his first year at Red Bull, and B, it really didn't help that you he happened to be there at the same time Max Verstappen was at Toro Rosso and they knew they had to get him into Red Bull as fast as possible to keep him in the Red Bull system yep. in general. And
1: Vettel was back in Horner's ear going, get him out of the team. Apparently, that's literally what he did. He just went to Horner and said, you've got to drop him. He's a danger to everyone else.
0: I mean, I would say that's an overreaction myself.
1: Mm, but anyway... He's, uh, a, he's a very solid driver. He's mi- definitely yeah. F1 level talent. It might be yeah, and Horner's relationship is too soured after what happened before, meaning he, will, he is doomed to never drive in that Red Bull seat ever again. Mm. So if I've you... said
0: this about Pierre Gasly in the past. If you had a team around him and they built the car for him, that team would do well.
1: I think Pierre Gasly is actually a very good driver. He is an exceptionally good driver. Just the issue
0: is, and I'm going to say that he's a massive liar at this point, because when he did his Reddit AMA, he said there is no difference, really, between the Red Bull and Toro Rosso cars. It feels the same on the inside. Nonsense!
1: Yeah, uh, you know, utter nonsense yeah that is
0: definitely a lie you can tell by how he performed in the two different cars if you're doing better in a toro rosso than you are in a red bull that implies that you are better at driving the toro rosso as opposed to the toro rosso is faster
1: yeah that would suggest there is a difference between two cars meaning you are more comfortable in one
0: than the other yeah absolutely just he never he never seemed at home in the red bull he always seemed to be overthinking everything um because he just could not get he could not feel natural in the car and um, that's why he ended up, up to a seat. Yeah, absolutely. I think
2: like you're saying, was it off air that? Um, what were you saying off air? I completely blanked. Which one of things off air? Me or Alex? Um, I think you were saying. Um, you're saying he, he got in his own head. Yeah, he did yes. get in his own head. I said it, was,
1: that. It, was, it was all overdrive Ooh. to survive. Basically, just comparing himself to Verstappen, who obviously the, a, lot, a lot of these drivers had been driving against each other in the junior formulas and stuff. Yeah. But you know, Gasly. Yeah,
0: Drive to Survive made that clear
1: with one million different pictures of them all when
0: they were kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the the problem for Gasly is just he... uh, He's not as quick as Verstappen. Verstappen is an incredible driver. Leclerc is an incredible driver. Gasly is an incredible driver as well. He's just not had the chance. And I think the time Gasly will shine is actually time he will leave AlphaTauri and join a new team or another team that is higher up the pecking order.
0: Okay, let's go on to our predictions then for AlphaTauri. This is tough. I am going to say... Um, hmm. I said Ricardo ten 10th on 11th. So I'm going to say... Gasly 13th. Kvyat 15th.
1: Sorry, I've just been doing mine. I'm going with Kvyat in 16th and Gasly in 14th. Okay. That's very... Uh...
0: Actually, no, I'm going to say Kvyat, 16th.
1: Sorry. No, yes. Sorry, yeah, 14th. Don't so worry about Gas- me. I'm Gasly, 13th. Kvyat,
0: 16th. Uh,
2: say Gasly, uh, 13th.
0: Kvyat, uh, 15th. So we've all said Gasly would beat Kvyat. Mm. I think that's fair. I think it's the younger, yeah. more dynamic driver. As good as Kvyat is, and he is good. I think he's underrated. I think
1: Gasly's going to uh, prove us wrong. As in, from last season, all his doubters wrong.
0: I don't... Well, I'm not a doubter of him. I've always said he's a good driver. Yeah that just didn't fit in with red like like I said earlier, this was where that point came from. If you had a team built around Pierre Gasly with a car designed for him, that team would be fighting at the very top mm. if it had the right equipment. Pierre Gasly can do that, and I think he could end up proving himself to be a world championship worthy driver. Which some people might say is an over exaggeration, but um, you know, he's still got time. In the long term, if if yeah. you told me in twenty Was it 14 Carlos Sainz started in Formula 1? If you told me in his debut year, Carlos Sainz was going to be fighting or was going to be in a position where I could say, this guy will fight for the championship I would have said you're wrong completely. Let's go on to our Pink Panthers then. Racing Point are the next team. They finished seventh last year and their two drivers returning. Unsurprisingly, Sergio Perez returns with 176 starts and even less surprisingly, Lance Stroll returns up with 62 starts, I would have been surprised if he'd got sacked
1: by yeah. his Yeah, I mean, contract situation is Perez has been signed up for a long year contract that keeps him at the team until the end of the 2022 season. And Lance Stroll's contract, I've put daddy's money. <laughs> 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 because he his contract is actually unpublished. He probably doesn't even have yeah. a contract. It's just, you're getting this much money. And, oh wait, yeah, it's your pocket money as well, son. Yeah. So, um... Racing Point, Copy Point, whatever you want to call them. Aston Martin next year. The Pink Panthers are looking strong. Yes. Very strong. Um, The Pink Mercedes, I mean, pre-season, they were the top of all controversy. At Copy Point, they were called by Zach Brown. Um, They basically, yeah, it looks like they've got Mercedes W10 and painted it pink. Yeah. Yeah. With the new Mercedes engine in, which might be better. Um, From the timesheets, they could be finishing anywhere From 5th to the 3rd best team on the grid. And it's just... Yeah, absolutely. It's just whether they are that good and whether the midfield is actually going to keep up with them. Now... Yeah.
0: So, let's talk about Sergio Perez, a guy who, um, you know, had his break in one of the big teams at exactly the wrong time with exactly the wrong team when he went to McLaren in 2013. Yep. In hindsight, not the best idea anyone's ever had. But he is a very strong driver, very high-quality driver, and we expect him to be doing well again this year. Yeah, we do. Yep, and Lance Stroll, a guy who, well, as we've just said, daddy's money and all this, but unlike previous pay drivers, he is actually a really good driver. He is, he's just had some,
1: a bit, he's been unlucky with the teams he's been at at the wrong time, so obviously, mm. at Williams, he joined when they were just, just beginning to fall.
0: Yeah, it did get the um, and Podium in Azerbaijan.
1: He did, and he got a, a third... Start, you know, starting in third in Munster because of a couple of engine penalties and yeah. put the car there by, by his own right.
0: My question is, is if Lauren Stroll wasn't in Formula 1, would Lance Stroll be in Formula 1? And I don't think it's a clear-cut answer, but it's definitely not a, oh, no, never in a million years. Because he is genuinely a very high-quality talent who is at least near,
1: and I would say is, F1 level. I don't think he would have got the move to Racing Point. No, no. Um, I think there would have been another... They might have looked elsewhere first. Uh, would he still be at Williams? I think they'd still keep him there because Williams valued um, him as a driver.
0: Yeah. As f one twenty, as Sorry. As Drive to Survive pointed out in their first season, it seemed like the whole reason they kept Perez was for monetary reasons back then. So we can't pretend that Sergio Perez is completely different to Lance Stroll yeah. in that regard. He is... A, a not a strong reason, not even a majority reason, but it cannot be ignored that he is there partly because of the money he can bring into the team.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, for listeners, this is some this is some dynamic, but you just get in Formula One. Yeah, if you are the lead driver or the only driver from um, a country, so you're sure. basically the national driver you get uh, big companies from that country mm. uh, sponsoring you. So Robert yeah. Kubica has that, and that's why he's at Alfa Romeo's Alex Albon. Alex Albon with Thai money, although actually he's a british Thai driver. Mm. Um, I mean, it
0: seemed like, and maybe this was the editorial sort of side of Netflix, Drive to Survive made it quite clear that his career got back on track because he was able to get all that Thai money. Uh,
1: yes, he was, actually. That Thai money basically put Albon back on the track. Yeah. Which has got him to where he is now. With Perez, he's always had um Mexican money, we'll call yeah. it. Um yeah. which has always helped him because Force India, as it were, always had some monetary issues and they needed mm. just that extra bit of financing.
0: Well you know what the main thing was about them they lived within their means. Yeah,
1: and they were very good at it. Yeah. Um they always outperformed themselves. So looking at it now, Racing Point don't need to worry about the money. They actually just gone, do you know what? He's a very good driver. He's very consistently good. Let's give him mm. a bumper contract that just extends that deal, so we can keep him here for a while. And he's got that. You know, 2022 is a long, long way away. Um, yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to you know looking at who's staying where, I think he might. Yeah, he is the third longest contract on the ground. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Uh, excluding so excluding Lautaro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who's got an infinity contract. <laughs> it's called <technically>. my wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So let's go on to our predictions then. For Racing Point, I'm going to be maybe optimistic with Sergio Perez. I'm going to say he's going to finish ninth. I think I've le- left that spot clear for him. Um, above the Renaults, above the Alpha Tauris. I'm about to drop a bomb. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm going to say Stroll. So I'm going to have to... I'll put up a, a post saying where I think they're all going to stay... But if I remember correctly, Stroll, therefore, would finish 14th, just behind Gasly.
1: Uh, On my predictions, I've worked it out. Lance Stroll will finish 11th, and Sergio Perez will finish 7th.
0: Oh, that's not too bold for me. Like, if you'd said 5th... Or maybe even sixth, I would have gone, that's bold. Yeah. But seventh is not massively bold to me.
1: This is a problem with doing... When you predict a football season, you can sort of do it on pre-season games. I can't. Yeah, we know you can't. (laughs) If if you've read my articles, you know um, I can't. But with F1, it is ridiculously difficult to do without seeing the first race. Sure. Now, there is a serious chance we could see a Pink Panther on the podium in Melbourne. A real possibility, because they were so quick at testing. I'd be
0: surprised if they don't finish on the podium once. That but I would be that's, shocked. Yeah,
1: that's a serious thing. So, I've gone with a conservative prediction of seventh because I could have easily have predicted him to finish fourth because with the amount of money that Lawrence Stroll can just throw at the team this season, because he's it, they've got that much money now and how well they are they've been using their resources before. I can see Racing Point doing really well as a constructor. They could finish third. They were, that, that's like actual pundits are saying this they could finish third I don't think they will but um, that's why I've mm. gone with seventh for Perez it's,
0: it's yeah. one thing to have money it's another thing to be able to spend it effectively yeah, and, sure. and Some that's teams the have struggled one distinction we have to make yeah. yes and that's why I don't think they're going to break through into third but yeah absolutely challenging for fourth I think almost guaranteed fifth if, if all of the hype is true but then mm. again when I say they're almost guaranteed something it means they're not Kiss of death from Alex Woodward. As per usual, I think we're going to expect them 19th and 20th now. Sure. Quite comfortably behind everyone Shh. else. Because oh, oh, they get I'm disqualified
1: split. from the season. <laughs> Suddenly the blueprints come out and it just says Mercedes yeah. W10. Oh, got
0: it. <laughs> Matt Coughlin's working for them again, isn't he? <laughs> and um, Nigel Stepney. Uh, d- got that's a reference.
1: Is that that Spygate? Yeah, it's
0: Spygate. Tom Coughlin was the main guy at McLaren behind it, and Nigel Stemney was the guy from Ferrari who gave him all the information.
1: Lovely. Yeah, watch Aidan
0: Millwood's video if you haven't seen um, (laughs) him, if you haven't heard of Spygate properly. Josh, your racing point prediction?
2: I believe I've left eighth free, so that will be going to Perez, and I believe that Stroll is going for twelfth.
0: Brilliant. Okay, let's go on to Alfa Romeo, who finished eighth last year. There are two drivers also returning. Kimi Raikkonen, the oldest driver on the grid. He started um, in Australia in 2001. 312 starts to him, 21 wins, and of course, that one driver's championship. And Antonio Giovinazzi, who has had 23 starts as well. I've just noticed I haven't put down his um, world title in here. Who, hey, sorry? Um, I'm sure on previous ones they've
1: said well, it was so wins long ago and Wolves yeah, titles. Yeah, it's probably so long ago they've forgotten about it. Yeah, hang on. Kimi will not be amused. He'll be wanting a lot of ice creams after that. Yeah, yeah. It says here, titles and
0: points under Vettel, 4 and 2,985. And on Kimi's it says, points. Oh. So if they've forgotten he won the 2007 World Championship by a say. point. Yeah.
1: So, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo what testing. do we expect? Well, at testing, um... They looked strong, they topped the timesheets quite a few times during the second week uh, under Antonio Giovinazzi, but he ended up shunting the wall quite a few times and that has been the story of his career. Um, that's why he dropped out of the sport a couple of years ago after two races and then came back in. And although he got better as the season went on, he did still have those problems where he span and he ended up in the wall. Um, however, the, um, the Alpha Tauri didn't look special on track. So, I could see those two teams... Do you mean Alfa Romeo? So, no, 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 Alfa Tauri. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Alfa Tauri <laughs> didn't look special in testing. So, those two teams could be challenging each other in the constructor Championship. Uh, but often in the testing, as we always say, it doesn't matter because, yeah. you know, whatever happens... By the way,
0: you are very interesting. I'm very sorry. I was just trying to think about where Antonio <laughs> Giovinazzi is going to fit into yeah, my prediction um,
1: picture. I don't know what's going to happen with Alfa Romeo. I, I could see them doing what they did before for the... You know, the rule change over and not putting any money into this season.
0: Very disappointed by the way that Giovinazzi's caught his long hair. Has
1: he? Yeah, just very disappointed. In this oh, picture anyway, so that's it's very, very underwhelming, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to say it. There are four teams that I think are going to be at the back of the grid, and that's from Alpha 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 Romeo, Haas and Williams. And thankfully, I don't think we're going to see Williams doomed to the back of the grid this season, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, But I think those four teams will be, you know, a mishmash, which means our prediction is going to be all over the place, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I... Yeah, we could see anything happening. Obviously, both drivers, contracts are up for 2020. Um, and with the hype around Mick Schumacher, um, mm. Joe Benazzi's seat is not guaranteed. Yeah, uh, absolutely. isn't either, actually. He might retire, but... Mm. Um, you can't him force him out, though. Reikkonen is... Mike Ferrari, Kimi Räikkönen, uh, Yeah, Kimi Räikkönen is not a quitter. I, yeah. I, he could easily retire, and you know, be applauded as he retires. But yeah. he might just keep going. He's one of those people. Just give me yeah. ice cream. I, this is my hobby. F one for him yeah. is a hobby. Yeah. So, um, him without racing is not himself. So he yeah. Just absolutely. Keep going.
0: Yeah. So, let's get into our predictions. Then I'm going to say Kimi Raikkonen is going to finish fifteenth, and I've now decided Giovinazzi is going to finish nineteenth, which means <laughs> I'm leaving
1: a space. Antonio Giovanazzi for me, is going to finish 19th and leave the team mid-season. That's my bold that. prediction that we'll come on to later.
0: But then he's not going to finish 19th.
1: Well, he might not. So, do, do you
0: think it's going to be Mick Schumacher?
1: Yeah, I think Mick Schumacher yeah. will
0: probably come into the team. He's been impressive in Formula
1: yeah, 2 from he what has. I've seen. Um, he needs to do a bit better this season, but he's now second season. Um, yeah. Can you imagine, I've gone for 13th because I think... As racing drivers go, he is one of the strongest on the grid still. His yeah. racecraft is phenomenal. And he, by far, was one of the stronger drivers at points during last season. I remember him at Austria, where he was just battling mercedes mclarens ferraris and just like yeah come on i'll here. be honest
0: for the record this is the least comfortable putting them down in 15th and i'm gonna say down in 15th oh, it's the least comfortable i feel about my prediction
1: yeah also. i'm not gonna lie these four teams that we were just talking about i'm not comfortable predicting at all because i don't know where they're yeah, gonna go
2: absolutely um yeah sure so uh Reikunen fits nicely between my 13th and 15th predictions in 14th and uh with Gio Ooh. joe vanazzi what's he gonna do Uh, I can't really look past sort of the 18th, 19th section. I'm going to go with 19th for you guys.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so let's go on to Haas then. And their two drivers, surprisingly, returning for this season. Roman Grosjean has started 164 races. Kevin Magnussen started 102 races. Um, Drive to Survive didn't make it look like it was all happy in paradise at um, Haas last year. And I would be surprised if it's happy in paradise again this year. Harry, do you want to tell us about testing yeah testing um
1: back in gray black and red which is a seems to be a more popular uh, liver. Even i thought i it was. prefer I, it i don't i don't like it but it's better i think you're in their black and gold it gives yeah. them more of an individuality um
0: yeah. it's less rip off lotus which is why as soon
1: as i saw that last year i was like that just looks like a knock off lotus yeah yeah i think everyone agreed with that yeah. um Haas, uh when they tried to do some qualifying runs during, qualifying sims we'll call it, during testing, both drivers ended up in spins and going into the gravel yeah. and have actually looked just off the pace. That's actually all I wrote about them in testing. They mm. really just did not look strong. And unfortunately, I think next season's drive to survive, we're going to see Gunter Steiner swearing a lot again. I think yeah. out of all the team principals, his seat
0: is a... Uh, be quite hot. Can we have a swear jar, like I mentioned in the intro for come to China? Because we'd be able to raise thousands for charity.
1: Uh, more than thousands. Yeah, probably. Haas goes bankrupt, breaking news. Uh, there was obviously, obviously talks that Sheen Haas might pull out of a sport if Haas don't perform because it's just not financially viable for him anymore. Um, which obviously would leave a team up for buying for someone else.
0: Haas is not financially viable. Welcome to Formula One.
1: Well... <laughs> The interesting thing is that, obviously, the uh, spending caps will come in as of next season. So next season's yeah. car will be a free-for-all. After that, there'll be spending
0: It caps. wouldn't surprise me. This is why my predictions are going to be quite low. But they're going to... Haas, is... Haas are either going to go one or two ways. They're going to go all in for this year to try and keep the interest of Gene Haas up so that he wants to um, stay in the sport. Or they're going to conserve until next year yeah. so that it becomes financially viable for Haas. Yeah, I think also the two... And I'm going with the latter, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. They should really look towards 2021, um, which will appeal more to them with the spending caps. Um, and also their style of building a car where they just buy in parts from all these different developers and stick it together. The flat pack Formula One car, we'll call it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Gunter Steiner... First title of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gunter St- Steiner, yeah, he could end up out of a sea himself if he's not careful. But I think he's one of the stronger... Team principles. Yeah, I, I really do not see that happening. Well, if he got kicked out by Gene Haas being a bit radical, I could see Ferrari knocking. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, b- I, if I, Binotto I, doesn't perform, Binotto will go. And oh, let's do a swap. I, see, I like Binotto. I want him I to like stay. I like Binotto. I like his glasses. I like his, yeah. just, His, you know... He, he just seems nice. Sedated nature. He's just quiet. Yeah. And he's just... He's, he doesn't slam the desk with his fist. He's, he's just... the exact opposite of Gunter Steiner. And Toto Wolf.
0: And Toto Wolf. I love
1: Toto Wolf. I think he's brilliant. Um...
0: Anyway, we've Can we aim haft- to wave at us? What? Do you not remember that last year oh, Where yeah, somebody had I the um, card in the back of the back of the um, Mercedes yeah. garage and he saw it on the monitor and turned around and wave. waved? That's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, I love him.
1: I think the main story of the season will be contracts. Twenty twenty, both contracts are up for Magnussen and Grosjean, and I fully, fully expect the team to implode. Drivers wise, yeah. I think they will be. I, into each I other. do not think it's viable, and
0: for the position they're having in Formula 1, they are two alphas again, they're both expected to be that first yeah. driver I mean, of the team.
1: Everyone thinks, because Grosjean's a little bit quieter as an individual, that Grosjean is going to yeah. be the, the minor driver, but that's not no, in his no. nature, he he won consistently in his junior Formula years, Yeah, and um, it's just unfortunate that you've got two absolute so-and-so's, in the same team. Okay, let's get into
0: our predictions then for Haas, and I'm going to say Magnussen 16th, Grosjean 17th. I think
2: it's really tough. Like you say, it's two, uh, Should we say characters?
1: Yeah, characters. Uh, characters.
2: Uh, uh, in, in that side, um, certainly I think next year's Drivers 5 will be interesting with how that develops. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to
1: say Grosjean 16th and Magnussen 17th. I've gone with Kevin Magnussen in 17th and Grosjean in 18th, mm-hmm. leaving space for quite a bold prediction coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow.
0: Okay, let's get into our final team, then, and it's going to be Williams, who have definitely improved since last year, it seems to me, but that's not a massive statement.
1: Yeah, I mean, Williams had nowhere worse to go after last season. The first thing that should be said about their testing is they made it on time. To testing. They did not miss two days of testing because of just problems at the factory. They haven't had to sack Paddy Lowe halfway through testing either. They got out on track on time, no obvious issues, no real reliability issues. They weren't the fastest on track, but they didn't appear like the slowest either. The best thing to see was on the very first day, not even onto the softest tyres. George Russell, and I mean smashed, I really mean smashed. Yeah, he was on the hards, wasn't he? Yeah, he smashed his time from qualifying at Barcelona in the previous season.
0: Yeah, in much better conditions as well, because obviously yeah. February compared to May. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, and you know, you see that, that's turning heads now. The whole, the whole pack, everyone has been moving forward per season. But he went over a, a second quicker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so, very fascinating. So I'm interested to see how Williams do the season. I didn't do the drivers, did I? George Russell has got 21 starts in Formula 1. Nicholas Latifi, the only rookie, still two years older than Russell, but the only true rookie with no starts yet to his name in Formula so 1. So we
1: can declare our predictions for rookie of the year. will go to Kimi Raikkonen, <laughs> <laughs> the oldest driver on the grid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Latifi, the, the Canadian, uh, making two Canadians on the grid. I can't remember the last time there's been that, or if there ever has been that. Someone at WTF1, which is another great website to follow if you are following the F1 season. I'm going to say
0: no, because I can only think of two Canadian drivers off the top of my head, and
1: both their last names are Villeneuve. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Russell was one of his standout drivers last season, consistently outperforming the car he was driving in. And yeah, the only driver to not get a point. Yeah. Which, poor him. Very unlucky for him. Very unlucky. Um, He will be looking, he'll be eyeing up Valtteri Bottas' seat, as we said. Or you know another Mercedes-powered engined car higher up the pack if he doesn't if he doesn't get it. What else can I say? I mean Williams look like they have a strong car. They look rugged. New livery, red, white and blue, can't go wrong. Colgate. And yeah, it's Colgate F1. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm very interested to see how they perform because I don't think they'll be consistently at the at the back of the pack anymore. There's going to be quite a few races where they're going to be outperforming yeah. Alpha, Haas, maybe even Alpha Tauri. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, no,
2: very much so. I think uh, Russell, uh, coming off the back of his, uh, what you say, rookie year, uh, exceptionally talented, obviously, and consistently outperforming in the card that maybe shouldn't have been doing that. Um, Like you say, I think, did you say off air or not, that despite, you know, finishing relatively at the back of the pack, he's actually had an exceptional season last year yeah, he, he, just because yeah. of what you'd be expected to do in that car and what he actually did do in that car. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a massive one to watch uh, this season. Obviously, the only proper rookie we have is Latifi, but it should be an
1: interesting season for Williams, certainly. I mean, you could say this is actually George Russell's debut season or rookie season in a faster car. He's not going to have a broken yeah. car at his hands, which is just going to make predicting where Williams finishes this season an absolute joke. Sorry, yoke. 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 It is a York. Anyway.
0: They've no longer got a GP2 car. GP2.
1: I don't think they've got a GP2 car. Anyway, let's predict them. Okay, let's go into our
0: predictions then for Williams. I'm going to say Russell is going to finish 18th and Latifi 20th. Uh, I
1: will second you on that one. I think Latifi will get points this season. I think he'll actually do quite well. However, he'll finish 20th. It's a rookie season. You can't expect too much from him. Hmm. So you think Um, every
0: car's going to get points?
1: Yeah, I think it will. Um I think Latifi and Giovinazzi will have an interesting season. They'll be a battling between yeah. themselves, I think, and maybe the Haas drivers. Latifi will definitely challenge for the points. I'm yeah. Not, I'm just not about to say he will yeah. get in the okay. points. Yeah, uh, okay. That's fair enough. And George Russell, I'm going with a bold prediction here. I'm going 15th. 15th? He will outperform the That is car. actually very bold. Yeah, it's a bold one. But I'm yeah. going with Perez in 7th, and I think he could finish in 5th. I think that's fifth. less bold. It's very conservative, that Same one. Same Perez
0: 5th is bold. And yeah, saying Russell 15 is bold. Very bold. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get into some predictions then. We've already all said who we think is going to win for drivers. I think we're all going to say Mercedes for the constructors. Yep,
1: second Red Bull and in third uh Ferrari. I think it's still just going to be Ferrari. Yeah, yeah and I say I think the battle for
2: again in the constructors for the, the second and third between Red Bull and Ferrari is a lot more interesting than the battle for first because mm. I think that's over before the season started, truth be told. Um, But yeah, no, I think Red Bull just edge it because like you said, they've got a better team set up. Certainly, it seems they're a little more stable and haven't had the sort of issues in pre-season that uh, Ferrari have.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's go into our other predictions then. Which driver is going to most overperform compared to expectations? And this can even be based on our own predictions and I'm going to say George Russell. Uh, Mine will be between George Russell and Kimi Raikkonen. Yep, I can see that. Maybe. I, I,
2: I uh, said uh, Russell before the show, and I'll stick with that. Yeah. Maybe Alex
0: yeah. Albon. Maybe. Just maybe. Who will be the most underperforming driver who will disappoint against expectations? <laughs>
1: uh, either Lance Stroll, hmm. uh, Vettel, or Giovinazzi. It's, uh, it's difficult, I'm going to say Giovinazzi yeah. and Vettel.
2: Um... Because I already don't have particularly big expectations for Vettel, so but I still think this could be the season where Leclerc just yeah bullies him, yeah, just yeah, absolutely.
0: And I, like you said, I think it's not completely unfeasible to say Giovinazzi out of Formula One before the season ends. Mm-hmm. Also, Grosjean,
1: Grosjean could be gone as well. Yeah, yeah. I think just when we get to the end, we'll talk about drivers that could swap in from yeah. outside the sport. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most improved team. Racing Point and Williams. Yep. racing point with the copy car yeah yeah racing point in williams i think it's, it's quite easy to do that one yeah um, which team is moving backwards
0: which uh, by the way i couldn't think of any way
2: ferrari up there i think I yeah. think
1: ferrari uh has maybe is there really
0: think. anywhere to move backwards from
1: yeah they could go last they could become last. yeah actually I, in cool. the constructors yeah that's quite that's no, quite that's possible if russell outperforms yeah. his car again yeah, so ferrari and Haas. yeah um what was the other ones we got best of the rest I don't think you can look
2: too far past yeah. racing points. Yep,
1: I'm racing going to say point, racing points. Yeah, most pole positions.
2: Mercedes. Mercedes. Well, are we with... going
0: for team or driver? Uh, let's yes. do both. Okay, sure. Because I'm going to be a bit controversial here. I'm going to say Mercedes and Verstappen.
1: That's that's the prediction. Actually, that you could. That's not. Yeah. That's not. A, I was going to go with Mercedes everyone. and Bottas. yeah because that almost happened last season. Yeah. yeah Leclerc. I mean, obviously, won the polls last yeah. season i think mercedes will have the most poles i think uh hamilton though because i think he's just going to turn it around again with his poles because he normally has been the best you know qualifying driver on the planet he just had a bit of an off season with it last season he just got challenged a bit more but i think he's just going to step it up another gear this season
0: Hmm.
1: um surprise podiums i've gone for three and we're going to say who and where because we like to talk about the tracks oh okay um you can just say three drives that will get a podium that you don't expect and three tracks where you might it might Well, happen. it
0: depends. Do you class Perez's don't expect? He's not one of the top three teams from last season, so yeah. yeah. So Perez would be one. I wanna say Gasly.
1: Yeah, Gasly. I can see that. I'm gonna go Perez. Uh, I'm gonna go Stroll. Yeah. And Hmm
0: Maybe Racing. S- Science. Or Ricardo. Or signs, or novice, or anyone. One of those teams. It, it starts. Maybe. It starts to become a real meaningless prediction. Yeah. When you've
1: now put everyone in, anyone from the top of the midfield in. Uh, the tracks where that could happen. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, obviously.
0: Um, I was going to say Germany, but then I think I remembered, and it makes me sad.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Hanoli. Brazil. Hanoli. Brazil's a great shout. And I could be a yeah, shout. Yeah, we completely. haven't seen any,
0: It might not even happen. Yeah. Um, Anywhere where there can be wet Singapore. races and racing.
1: I was going to say Singapore, uh, but it's the... Is we the... haven't had a really, really interesting race there for a little while. Seems
2: to, is like to be going ahead, is, you reckon? Singapore oh, a PK's in the thing.
0: wall! Oh, dear.
1: Oh, dear. Um, oh, he's going to be gutted with that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shock mid-season move. And this is drivers moving across the sport rather than... Oh, rather... so within teams. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, no. This is actually people could be leaving the sport as well. So between yeah, teams, Jovanazzi, Jovanazzi well. to, to leave, Jovanazzi out. I could also see Grosjean out. Yeah. Um, who else? could l- They wouldn't get rid of Vettel mid-season. That'd be a, no, That would, that be, that a would yoke. be a farce. Yeah, that'd be an absolute yoke. Uh, Albon will stay, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at maybe keep out.
0: I'll have Alpha Tauri for a younger driver. The other one I want to do. Oh, yeah, biggest change in driver lineups purely on percentages. Mm. Haas. Because if you told me that neither Magnus nor or Grosjean are there next year, I would not be surprised. Yeah,
1: that's true. Or even mm.
0: there's no other team in which I think it's looking quite likely. Maybe um, I Alfa could, I could
1: Yeah, I can imagine like someone being poached to a bigger team or yeah. a new team. I see Gasly in.
0: moving and um, Kvyat maybe moving or leaving the sport entirely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I just think with Haas with those two drivers,
2: that's a combustion waiting to happen.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could have two... It games. could get ugly again yeah. this year. Looking at drivers that could come into these teams, I mean, I've got a list here, and you just, just go yay or nay, if it's going to yeah. be mid-season or 2021. Fernando Alonso. It's the one everyone talks about. Yeah. yeah, but it'd be with a new team. Yeah, I think yeah. So. It'd be 2021. Yeah, that's the, the qualifier, yeah. Nico Hülkenberg. I just don't see where he fits in. Yeah, I mean... It's an interesting one. He might just look at other spo- other motorsports now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stoffel van Dorn, the test driver, development driver for Mercedes this season. No. No?
0: Nope. I just don't Not see it. Not
1: feeling it. No, I think he's, he's had his chance yeah. and wants to stay away from Formula One as much as he yeah. can. And obviously, if he goes back to Formula One, he can't get the fan boost. <laughs> I hate it. Mitch Evans. Stop, so one thing stop, I hate about Formula Stoffel. One. Stop
0: Stoffel. Yeah. Hashtag Sorry. stop Stoffel. So one thing I hate about Formula V e is yeah. the fan boost. It's just gimmicky and stupid. Yeah.
1: Mick Schumacher. Now, this is yeah. one I think could have mid-season to Alfa Romeo, or even Haas, actually. Yeah. If they implode, it's a Ferrari engine, stick a Ferrari yeah. driver in.
0: I would be surprised if he's not there by 2021.
1: Yeah, I think he'll be in a team twenty twenty one. 2021. Uh, Robert Kubica. Oh, please. Who, he's the test driver for Alfa Romeo this season, and was one of the fastest drivers throughout the week, uh, week one and week two, with Alfa Romeo. Yeah. I would love it. I would love it. I don't know whether he'll want to be though, because he'll focus on his DTM and just be a yeah. test development driver, because I think he found it quite hard last season. He didn't
0: let it show. He he, he wanted to come back because
1: he,
0: he want, had to come he back. Had for yeah. his own,
1: you know, I've got to do it. Yeah. The other ones I put down, Sergei Sorokin. haven't seen him for a little while, but Jesus he's been the Renault Christ. development driver. And I don't if, think he was a bad Formula driver.
0: One, if, a, if a Formula 1 racer was this plain sheet of A4 paper... Sergei okay <laughs> okay I him. actually think
1: he was a very good driver and always was challenging Lance Stroll in 2018. Yeah. And he was just unlucky because they just they had George Russell available to them. And you're going to go with George Russell because he was so good. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I think, you know, next season, if we see a Russian team buy into the sport, which I think is completely... I'll keep you on Sorotkin? Yeah. Or it's just Sorotkin on the team. Um so yeah, so they just announced today, this is the 9th of March, Sergio Setti-Camera will be the development and testing driver for Red Bull Racing, which probably means he'll also do it for AlphaTauri. Um, he is a very good driver, very quick in F2, um, and I could sen- seriously see him getting into F1 yeah. uh, next season. So, you know, if Gasly or Kvyat was to move, um, then that that's the driver that I'm looking at. Um, yeah, so, he, you know, I'm, I could fully see him in a team at some point this season. Uh, other drivers, Jack Aitken, is, has departed Renault, and he's now the Williams test driver. Um, we also know him because he's sponsored by WTF1. Yes. Uh, he's also... Knew that was coming. A British, uh, Korean, South Korean driver. Tell you what, we need to get a collab lab going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Jack Aitken, I could, you know, if Latifi struggles, you could see Aitken, who's been testing and developing, performing strongly in F2, coming in instead. Nick DeVries, uh Mercedes Formula E driver, unbelievable driver, I'm surprised he wasn't, you know, he didn't make it into Williams. I think he saw Williams' struggles and just went, no, I just, I'll just drive for Mercedes in Formula E, please. Because I'll yeah. win there. <laughs> yeah. And then I've just also put whoever's leading the F2 championship. Yeah. Because sometimes it's not. It could be, you know, the F2 drivers that I'm looking at, you know, who could really do well this season are Callum Ilott, Dan Tictum, Guan Yu Zhou, I think actually will get in uh, yeah, from 2021. He with Renault. He... Is and also I think if a team from China comes into the sport next yeah. season, which I fully expect, you know, a Russian team, a Chinese team, just suddenly pop up with these new tech, uh, new regulations Yay. and spending caps that will just have teams from all Liffy over the world. Um, who
0: are the other ones? Uh, Louis Delétraz are not too bad. We don't need to go through everyone.
1: Yeah, but there's a few anyway. drivers here and there to look out for. Yeah. Um
0: So. Do we have any concluding points? And we'll do a quick thing for Australia, because obviously by the time you are listening to this, practice will have gone away at Australia, because we'll pl- I'm gonna upload at exactly the time practice starts, or at 5 a.m. actually, because I think it starts at 5.30, right?
1: Yeah, it'll be about that. So it'll start 5 at 5
0: a.m. on a Thursday. So by the time you listen to this, it's most likely unless you have got up at 5 a.m. and exa- attuned it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're into this show that much, you're weird. But um, anyway, we shouldn't. We shouldn't um, attack our loyal fan base like that. Mm. <laughs> the droves of them. But um, yeah, by the time you're listening to this, Australia will have most likely started with practice. So, what do we think is going to happen? I think it's going to be as much as we always talk about. Bottas I think it's going to be a Hamilton one-two punch, pole and the win. Yeah,
2: yep. I think that you can't really look past that. I think it'll be interesting. Uh weekend for Ferrari certainly mm-hmm. so off the back of preseason season testing have they been sort of disguising something sandbagging or, yeah uh, I'm not so sure I just think all the signs are Ferrari are looking like they're going backwards this season which mm. is you know at a point where Red Bull seems to be improving Mercedes obviously vastly improving racing Point are coming up at this point with their copy car it's not what the environment you want to be in no yeah. I mean
1: I'm going with pole it's going to be Bottas or Hamilton I'm going to go with Hamilton, uh, first will be Hamilton, second will be Bottas, third will be Verstappen. I think a racing point will be in the top six, easily. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I mean, I could quite boldly say that one of them might be fifth, or Yeah, fourth. I'm
0: going to say Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen as well.
1: Yeah, um... I, I really want to say we could predict for next race after that, but with F1, it's absolutely impossible to do it.
0: All I know is that George Russell is going to win the Vietnamese Grand Prix. Really? Yeah, mm. definitely. I can see one hundred percent. Okay, so final point. Our uh, one question in the two-minute drill today. What race is going to be race of the year?
1: Not Monaco. <sighs> never a race. Qualifying of the year. I, I mean, I, yeah.
0: As much as I agree with you, I never want it to go. No, I don't. I could never go, imagine I mean, Formula One without Monaco. I just think F
1: one needs to have smaller cars again, and then it will be fine. Yeah, yeah it's, they're fair. just too big. Now, so, uh I'm really
2: interested to see how the Dutch Grand Prix goes with the mm. obviously the banking and the mm. new track. Uh, looking at Verstappen's uh, testing of it, the first F one driver to go on there, it looks good. Obviously, he looks quick, but just seeing how that's going to work on, you know, obviously the the work they've done on it, it's going to be really interesting. So. I'm uh, yeah, I'm quite excited to
1: see how sort of drivers tackle that. My race of the year though will go to it will be Baku, as ever, because I think Baku is just an incredible circuit. It's got everything going for it. Um, I can even imagine dual axis steering playing quite a big role in that actually, because you know, the really long straights, some swooping corners, and some really sharp turns. A team that can you know adjust the toe on yeah. their cars will thrive there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for me, uh, I'm just gonna go with and say it's a safety car. It'll be a very good race. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this F1 special episode of the Sports Blitz. My thanks go to Harry and Josh for joining me. The intro and end music for the Sports Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod at Computech.com. Remember, coming back with a podcast, our final big podcast of this term, Saturday, 5am. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward, and don't just have a good week. Make it so good you'll feel like Hamilton overtaking Glock on the last corner of the last lap of the last race of the year. So, Ferrari fans, goodbye.